I believe as believers, we must understand what it means by when we say God's promises. God has given all of us promises. Somebody say God has given us promises. Why? Because God is, number one, a promise-keeping God. And God is a promise-making God. Number one, God is what? Number two, is a promise what? Thank you. So, God's promises are like a divine insurance policy for all of us as believers. God's promises. And, and, and today, in the first principles, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on God's promises. So, because it's a sermon series, God's promises, so we can put into bracket under it, God's promises into bracket right there, giving. We need to understand it. When I became a Christian, one of the things that I did, you know, a lot of people go to churches because of signs and wonders. So when I became saved, my mother taught, taught me that the first thing that I need to do is get to know God for myself. Not because of these pastors that I'm following. That's my mother's statement. Get to know God for yourself. Not these pastors you are following. You know, because a young guy, you see pastors, they mention him. They did my mother said, no, 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 no. Get to know God for yourself. Not because of what somebody is saying, but because God's word says. Now, that would take me on a journey. And I discovered that there are so many promises of God's word. And sometimes pastors even interchange the scriptures and the meanings of the scriptures. But except you study the word of God to know God for yourself, you would be living your Christian life based on somebody said God said. Not based on God said. Someone say God's promises. So God has given all of us his divine insurance policy and he calls it promises. Somebody say promises. Promises. You see, many a times we don't even know what is covered in the policy. When you have an insurance and you don't know what the insurance covers in the policy, whenever there's a problem, you see that you are very worried. There are many of us, we are worried not because God has not promised us, But because we don't even know what is covered in the insurance policy. What kind of insurance policy do we have? The day we gave our life to Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we came under the covenant promises of God. That covenant promise in layman's terms is called insurance policy. Someone say insurance policy. So the day you became saved, You came into access with insurance policies. Now they have presented unto us that we have these rights. We have these privileges. We have these protections. We have these promises of God. Now the promises of God are given to us. And though they are given to us, it doesn't come to us automatically. You access it by faith. What did I say? The promises of God, though they've been given to us, are not automatic. We access it by what? One of the promises that God has given to us is that Jesus would return again. Someone say Jesus will return again. You understand me? So that is a promise. But that promise, whether we do something about it or not, it will come to pass. Are you, are you listening to me? Jesus said, behold, I am with you always. So what is the promise? See. What does it mean to see? To see means that have faith that wherever you go, 
I am with you. That is a promise of God. So that I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am what? And we're going to go deeper into some things. Now, we will look at God's amazing promises the whole of the month of February. We'll look at God's promises on divine help. Number two, we'll look at God's promises on wisdom. We'll look at God's promises on forgiveness. When I forgive somebody, what does God promise me? Why does God want me to forgive people? We also look at God's, God's promises on salvation. What does salvation entail? When they say, I am saved, what does it mean? What do I get for being saved? It's, does my salvation cover my entire family? We will look at all those things. When I am faced with a demonic attack, is there a promise of divine protection on my life? We'll look at that in the month of February. Are we together? We'll look at God's promises on victory and on success. February is going to be a good month. We will learn, we will feed in this church very well. Why? Why is this so? Because as believers, except we start growing, our life will not be different from the worldly people. But God wants not only you, but you, your children, you, your family, to be different. You know, the Jewish people are different. You know, people want you to be a friend with a Jewish person. The Bible says in the kingdom of God, the promise is that there is no Jew nor Greek. But the same God is rich unto mercy unto all who call upon him. In other words, he's rich in mercy unto all who call upon him. He means that I don't need to have a Jewish friend. The same God who called us, if I know what he has promised me, and I live by them, and I expect them, it will happen. Somebody say it will happen. So, there are three fundamental facts that God would want us to know. Number one, God wants us to build our life on his promises. Number two, God wants us to trust his promises and live by it. And number three, everyone that engages the promises of God is guaranteed the manifestation of the promise. In other words, if I live by God's promises... I am assured that the promise will work for me. Praise the Lord. So the promises of God are guaranteed to manifest for you when you live by them. Are we together? So forgiveness, for instance, is a gift you give to yourself. God says forgive. And he promises us that when we forgive, he says vengeance is mine. When somebody wrongs you, God says your part is forgive the person. Me would deal the person and and david said it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of god but when you decide to do it god says when i'm punishing your enemy and you are laughing about it i will have compassion on the person so me now when god is dealing with my enemy i i, I, I feel for the person so that god will do it more what does the scripture say he says that when god is dealing with your enemy don't be happy about it so when god is dealing with my enemy do you know what i do i feel for my enemy oh Oh, Charlie, he's going to. I won't say God, don't do it. Oh, because hmm. the, the moment I am happy about it, I know that God will have mercy. And I don't want God to have mercy. Everybody look at me. You see, when you understand the scriptures, it will work for you. So, next time when God is dealing with your enemy, don't say, huh, God is vindicating me. No, 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 no. Be say, oh, oh, I'm feeling for this person, and then God is doing it more. <laughs> That's just what I do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please write this down. God makes two kinds of promises in scripture. In fact, somebody did a research and said there are about 7,000 
scriptural promises in the Bible. 7,000, about 7,000. And God, two kinds of promises are in the Bible. Number one is a conditional promises. Somebody say conditional promises. Number two is unconditional promises. What does it mean? Unconditional promises have no strings attached to it. What it means is that no matter what you do, when God promises it unconditionally, it's going to happen. No matter what you do, it will that one will happen. It says, as long as heaven and earth remain, seed time and harvest shall not pass. That God has put seed time, premise, harvest. That is conditional. Someone say conditional. Yeah. But he says that unless the, the, the sun rise by day and the moon by night, and does it change? Do we pray for the sun to show up? Do we pray for the moon to show up? He says, let them stand for signs and for seasons and for times. Do we have to do anything about it? Those are promises. He says, let the earth bring forth grass. Has it changed? Yes, those, are, those, 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 those are unconditional. You can't do anything about it. I used to ask myself this question. How do fishes grow in the sea? Because nobody goes to the sea to take care of them. Have you, have you wondered? Let the birds fly in the, in the sky. And you wonder, how do they fly and they don't get tired? That they will fall down. Let me ask you a very interesting question. Have you ever seen that it's rained very heavily and you've seen a bird that the bird is falling down and is dead before in your lifetime? I'm asking you a question. So where do birds go? Who goes to tell the birds that it's going to rain? Please find a place to go and hide. They, those things are, are God's un, unconditional things that he's put in place to take care of itself there are things god has put in and then there are conditional things somebody say conditional things so let's quickly go to conditional things you see god makes conditional things what it means is it's going to depend on your faith and your obedience those are those scriptures with if clauses what does it mean if you do this i'll be committed to do that you see it's not automatic until you meet a certain set of requirements or conditions or standards you will forfeit the promises except you 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 meet those conditions you forfeit it there's always a premise premise means that based on this you can you cannot access that how many of you know that you can never go to a cook and say miracle dejinami except you buy this are we together you only say dejinami when after you have thank you very much okay so why does god give us promises number one to teach us to trust him in difficult times psalm 119 verse number 50 i find where, where, where am i okay when i am hurting i find comfort in your promises that leads to life when i am hurting what do i do i find comfort in my suffering that what leads to life then i be says what your promises preserve my life so the promises of god are there to do what so it teaches us to trust him when in difficult times he said when i am hurting i find comfort in your promise that leads to life so i find comfort means it means my faith is anchored on this truth that this is what you have promised me and as i believe in it it preserves me it gives me life come with me to psalm 119 verse 1 
114. Psalm 119, verse number 114. Give me the New Living Translation of that scripture. Psalm 119, verse 114. He says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Somebody say hope. So anytime the, you, you are finding difficulty, let the word of God be your source of what? Let your, the word of God be your source of hope. Hallelujah. Number two, to make us more like him. Second Peter chapter 1 verse number 4. God made great and marvelous promises. So his nature will become part of us. Then we would escape our evil desires and the corrupt influences of the world. I like just the first part. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4. God made great and marvelous promises. So his nature would become part of us. His nature will become what? What does it mean? It means that the promises of God, it changes us. We become better people. Our marriages work because we, we, because we have come to trust in God's word. Someone see the promises of God. Funny enough, God gives us more promises on giving than on any other subject in the Bible. You can Google it. God gives us promises on giving because giving is everything. It's not just money. Giving is not just money. See, God gives us more promises. In fact, Jesus, his parables, about 70% of Jesus' parables were on giving. Jesus, I thought it would be salvation or love or trust. No, it's on giving. Why? Because most of the problems we have, selfishness, greed, and everything, it comes from the point of what? I don't want to give. I want everything for myself. So why does God give us more promises on giving than on any other subject? Number one, because he's generous, he wants us to take his qualities and be like him. John chapter 1 verse 16, give me message translation please. We all live off his generous bounty. Gift after gift after gift. So he says all of us will live off the generous bounty of God. God loves us. He wants us to live off of his generous word. Number two, because giving is hard. So, you know, by the grace of God, I'm doing some small projects and some people brought me some money. So, I want to go and put in the project. I've calculated the money, what is buying cement and everything. Then when I woke up and we're going to come to church, I remember that I've not taken my tight out of it. Now I'm calculating each other this thing to to reduce my... (laughs) Immediately when the thought came into my mind, I said to my wife, please go take my tithe from the money. I don't even want to get close to the money for me to not start having second. Because no matter who you are, giving is... How many of you know that giving is not easy like that? Or you there, you... you, Money is not a problem. You know that, how many of you know that forgiveness is hard? Is that not giving? For. Doesn't it have giving to it? Sometimes you look at the person's face that you want to forgive them. Because giving is hard. But God wants us to understand that everything we have belongs to him. Everything we have. The life we have. It belongs. The heart that we say we won't forgive him from our heart that God says, Oh, me, no me. So let's look at nine rewards that he promises if we learn to be generous. If we learn to be generous. Nine nine rewards he promises us if we learn to be generous with our money, with our time, with our talents, 
if you learn to be generous nine rewards please get ready with the scripture psalm 112 verse 5 niv and proverbs 22 verse 9 god promises that good things will manifest for me when i learn to be generous good will come to those who are generous and learn freely who conduct their affairs with justice what will come to the people so what is the promise good things will come to the this is the this this one is the promise where is the premise lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice good things will come to those who are generous when you are generous when you a giver when you a giver the bible says good things will come to you are you listening to me what will come to you yeah you know i got a shoe some one of those loafers that is very cheap loafer 200 250 then i went somewhere to go and pray for somebody i went to pray for somebody somewhere when i went to pray for the person i felt led to sew my shoe somebody said sew your shoe yeah that was the second time i was wearing it's very beautiful loafer so i remove i mean if you know i do that very often and he's a very big man and i gave the big man the shoe and said i use this to do a prophetic direction for you from this day i establish you on this on this that 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 i give the person the shoe so he said so how will you go home i have a slippers i said no no don't worry I, I, i've been doing this for many many years i know how to drive without a shoe so I, I i drove without a shoe and came home after two and a half months the person travels outside ghana and when he got there he saw this shoe i'm wearing and they were selling the shoe for 150 dollars and yes the first thing he felt like this shoe is so nice i need to get it for pastor daniel so the, she says that the first thing he bought before you buy anything for his wife or his children was a shoe the shoe that i sold was it 150 dollars calculate what 150 dollars in current money that's how much almost 1000 ghana two of us good things are happening i'm i'm wearing a good shoe beyond the tulale shoe that i was wearing are we together good things happen to those who are generous now let me say something in the kingdom of god when you sow today you don't reap tomorrow because in the kingdom of god your giving is called a seed somebody say seed and it takes time for a seed to germinate because whatever you sow it must germinate so it takes time and by the time you are reaping you reap a harvest not the seed you sowed one of my young guys in this church got to do internship somewhere and when he went to do the internship the first money they gave him was 350 cities he brought all the 350 and sold as a seed somebody sold as a seed and said god i honor you first as this is my first fruit and laid it so i gave him money to buy food to eat because if you have given the money to god how, how can you survive he survived after three months there were others who were in the organization they brought him to contract and guess how much they gave him after three months three thousand five hundred yesterday he told me he's sowing the seed that has come into his hands this is what they've given me i've cashed everything i'm bringing everything to god then i went to speak to somebody and the person said this is not their permanent salary this is probationary salary good things come to those 
who are generous. When you are generous to God, God will give you a blessing that commensurates your level. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 9. He says that generous will themselves be blessed. For they share their food with the poor. The generous will themselves be blessed. The who? You see why I give. You see why I want you to be like me. Or even better than me. I want you to give because trust me you can never lack. I'm always giving. Mama. I'm always giving. I don't lack that. Now, because I'm giving, the good had befallen my brother. My brother in my family is now called Rich Uncle. I'm always, see, I give a lot, yet I always have enough. So, if somebody wrongs you, forgive the person. Because the person has sold a seed. Oh, he there in front. He go meet him. No, 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 no. That's why, in the, that's why I don't waste my time praying against my enemies. So, me, I'll forgive you so that God will deal with you. One day I'll explain, I'll explain the mystery of forgiveness to you. God says when people wrong you, forgive them. In so doing, you heap coals of fire on their head. Ah! When you pray against them, it is you and him that are fighting. When you forgive them, God is the one who fights for you. Which one do you want? You see, you see the, the way the thing is premise. When you understand the constitution, you can win court cases. Number two. God promises my children will be blessed. Psalm 37 verse 26 NIV. So when I am generous, God says, who will be blessed? Ah, I saw one of our members, a maneuver there, she was on a, I was seeing some pictures. She, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a member, she, I think she was whether giving a, an award to somebody. She was looking so, in fact, at the beginning, I didn't, I didn't even notice it. I look at her, I'm like, actually, my child is blessed. Oh, I'm looking at it, she's looking all fly, all nice. I'm like, hey. As I'm being generous, the things affecting my members. Yo, do you know you're all my children? Yeah. Today, when I came to church and I saw the cast and I entered the auditorium, I was disappointed. How many of you were just like me? There were more cars parked outside than the human beings inside. Because your children must be. And guess what? Even your new cars not come. Scripture. I won't kill myself. I will live by the obedience of the scriptures and it will work for me. Number three, God promises he will bless my work and my business. Number three, what does God do? What is the reward? He will bless my work and my... Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9, New Living Translation. You see, when you learn to be generous, good doesn't just come to you, but it affects your kids and your generations. It does what? It affects your kids and your... Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your crops. Next, Then your bonds will be filled to overflowing. What do I have to do? What is the premise? I honor. What does God do for me? Bonds will overflow. My vats will brim over with new wine. What does that mean? You see, in ancient times, there, there used to be farmers. So when God is speaking like that, doesn't mean that you're, you're a farm. What he's talking about is your career. What he's talking about is your business. What he's talking about is your investment, your livelihood. Proverbs eleven twenty five NIV. Put it there. Put it there. You see, God is saying that he, what he's talking about is how you make your living. When you honor God first, there would always be an overflow. Somebody say there'll be an overflow. He says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. There are many of us. We always say that oh, I helped this person. They didn't help me. Well, in the kingdom of God, you don't help somebody and the person is the one who will help you. 
You help somebody, God chooses another person to help you. I understand it. You understand me? If you decide to focus on somebody to help you, you'll be disappointed. Are you, are you listening? In the kingdom of God, you help somebody, then God will call somebody you don't know to come and be a help unto you. Somebody say, Amen. Can we continue? The question I want to ask you today is, do you want your business to be more profitable or successful? How many of you want it? Then just fulfill the condition part of the promise. Just fulfill it. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 10, message translation. Give freely and spontaneously. Give what? Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. Your God's blessing in everything you do. All your work and ventures. Hallelujah. It says, well, don't have a stingy heart. So give freely. And give spontaneously. I'm always, sometimes I finish and I ask myself, am I okay? Am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I want us to be a generous church. Come to church, pray. Ask God, who should I give? God's blessing in everything. All your work and what? Ventures. All your work and what? All your work and what? So, so, so he says, the way you handle matters like this triggers God. So when you give freely, God will also bless you what? Is, is that scripture? Praise the Lord. Be generous. Are you getting me? Sometimes it's just a little touch, a little blessing. You go to town and see something nice. Pray for the person. Don't focus on what the person did wrong. Just, just be a blessing. Okay, number four. Number four. God promises I will be happier. God promises that word. I will be happier. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Jesus, they quoted what Jesus said. He says, For Jesus said, It is more blessed to give than to. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Acts chapter 20. You see, brothers and sisters, maturity comes when we know we get happier when we become a blessing. In fact, it's even better to give to somebody than to receive. A lot of people, they want to receive. And they said, there are no poor people here. Give. Number five, number five. God promises our influence will increase. Proverbs 11 verse 24, message translation. Proverbs 11 verse 24. God promises us that when we give, one of the rewards is that our influence will increase. Proverbs eleven twenty four, message translation. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world, the world of the generous, it gets what? Larger and... Do you know the Nothing sinks. Because he doesn't give. Even, even fish can't survive in the dirty, they die. The reason why nothing works for you is because you are too stingy, lad. This year, may you become a generous person. Amen. Go and help. Sell somebody. Do something for somebody. Be a blessing. Stop. I receive, I receive. I pray for you, child of God. I, I pray from the depth of my heart that this year the spirit of generosity will come upon your head. God will bless you. God will preserve you. Whatever you set your heart to do, it will prosper. Last three, let me run into it. God promises if I'm generous, I will end up with more. Uh, Luke 6.38, write it down. Proverbs 11.24. 
New Century Version of the Bible, Proverbs 19, verse 17. When you go home, go and read any of this. Proverbs 19, 17, Proverbs 11, 24, Luke 6, 38. Yes, 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 yes. Number seven, God promises to meet all my needs if I put him first. He promises to meet all my needs if I put him first. He will meet all my needs. Philippians 4, verse number 17. Proverbs 28, verse 27. Give me the Proverbs 28, 27, and IV on the screen. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. This year, we're going to be generous. All of us. Not just to church. To individuals. May we be known. as the, ah, This year, we'll do something. We'll do heart for the city. We will all go and buy, buy things. We'll package them in rubber bags and stuff like that. And paper bags and nice, nice. And give to the community. I'm looking at back to school campaign. Something that we can do for students. Books and things like that. Branded. Let them take to school with clothes and money. How many of you want to be part of it? This year, we are going to be the most generous of all churches. We will help people. When we go out there, we are helping them. We don't want people to come and take and do advantage of us. Raise your hands and begin to pray. God, give me a generous heart. Everybody pray that prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, give me a generous heart. Father, give me a generous heart. Jesus, give me a generous heart. Spirit of the living God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your covering will be strong, your grace will be strong, your blessings will be strong, and your goodness will be strong. Manifest your promises, activate your goodness, cause signs, cause wonders, cause miracles to follow us. Let this church be known as the church of generosity, of church of generous people. In Jesus' name, let the spirit of generosity come upon us. In Jesus' name, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.